You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy Eman coming at you from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast. Bring you today another episode. The NBA Conference Final is over. We got the two big dogs in the yard. The NBA Final is upon us. Boston Celtics, the Golden State Warriors, Golden State trying to become a dynasty and bring you know win their fourth championship in the last what six seven years, and the Celtics trying to claim that mountaintop. Uh, we got some young bucks with Brown and Tatum of the Celtics trying to uh, stake a name for themselves like Giannis did last year. But they're going against the OGs, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and a whole new supporting cast with a great bench and some young bucks with young legs coming out of that bench, uh, being spearheaded by Jordan Poole. Today, I want to give you my uh, prediction breakdown episode of the 2022 NBA Conference Finals, man. So let's go. It's going to come fast and furious. I'm going to come at you with some numbers, stats, and give you my keys to victory today. So here's a full episode. Definitely, this is going on YouTube and also on your other platforms where you could hear this podcast. So without further ado, let's get it. Let's get these going right now. The heat is coming with me. So anyway, like I said, great series from both sides. The Boston Celtics had a much tougher road, seven-game series. It you know, it even almost took down to the last shot, Jimmy Butler taking that three and missing, and then you know the rest is history from there. Golden State had an easier path against the Luka Mavericks, and, um, and they won in five games, which we all knew. Uh, but this is, you know, interesting matchup. They're, you know, the, the, what I like about the NBA Finals, right, about the NBA is that, you know, matchups bring storylines. And this is a unique matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. Different teams, different tools, and different matchup problems, which is great, you know, which is great. And that's what the NBA is all about. That's what I've been watching. So these are going to be my favorites. I'm hoping and I'm looking forward to a nice competitive NBA Finals, and we got to have two new champions uh, again this year. So, again, let's 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 break it down. First and foremost, let's go ahead and um, let's look at the matchups right here, and between the Golden State Warriors and the Celtics. And look, first and foremost, we all know what we have with um, with the Warriors, right? We know that Steph Curry is your guy. He got his first, you know, uh, conference uh, Western Conference MVP. He averaged 25 points a game, almost 26, 25.9, 4.9 rebounds, 6.2 assists. And I know every, the Celtics are spearheaded by the great and young Bucks of, by Jason Tatum of the Celtics, 27 points a game, 6.7 rebounds per game, and 5.9 assists. I mean, we all know that, man. This kid is, is awesome. This kid is one of the best uh, right now. And he, he is one of the youngest players. And this kid has been, what, it's been the league year now, four years or no more than that i think he made it he made it to the conference finals him and jalen brown as, as rookies i believe in 2016 the year that um uh, the you know i believe the year they lost to uh that uh whatchamacallit that uh i think the the golden state warriors lost cleveland i'm not sure there pretty much but i know that jason tatum has knocked on that door in the eastern conference ty- finals at least four times i think if i'm not mistaken somebody correct me but he's finally there uh al horford who has been a complete um complete annihilation, you know, complete revelation, somebody that has been knocking on the door, who's been playing in the NBA, been in the playoffs a bunch of times, been in the league for 15 years. I think he has the most playoff games um, ever without um, reaching uh, an NBA finals. And he's probably, he's finally, 
finally reaching that mountaintop, man. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of storylines, man. There's a lot of storylines. You got a veteran trying to win this, and then you have, uh, you know, you have the the dynasty, uh, Golden State Warriors, who want to cement their dynasty next to the greatest teams out there in the history of the of the NBA. So it is what it is, man. Uh, but one of the things that I like to first start breaking down here, let, let's take a look. What what are the keys to victories for both teams, right? Let me start with the gold with the Celtics. I'm sorry. Let's start with the Celtics because right now the Celtics are the underdog in the series. Um, and one of the things about the Celtics need to really focus on, right? It's they have to play big. They have to play with their size. They have to play big on both sides of the ball, on offense and defense, all right? They got to use that size. They got to use their players. They got to use Robert Williams, Orford, all right? They got to use the athleticism of Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then they got to, you know, they got to do what they do best is their defense. They are a better defensive team than Golden State, all right? They got, that's what they need to exploit, all right? They got to win the battle of the boards, both defensively and offensively. They got to win the rebounds battle on a nightly basis, all right? Number two, they got to exploit the Warriors, I guess, you know, their, their, their size up front. Like I mentioned, Robert Williams and Al Horford have to go to work in the paint. They have, the, the, the Celtics have to grind it out, all right? They have to slow the game down. They got to play the half-court offense. Do not run with Golden State. Do not fall in the trap of a three-point contest because that's what Golden State wants every team to do. So you cannot fall in the three-point shootout, you know, bullet per bullet with Golden State. Tatum and Brown both have to play even better than they played against the uh, the Heat, all right? Because the Heat had some offensive challenges in addition with uh, their their injuries. But Tatum and Brown have to get at least 22-plus points per game in this series, along with Marcus Smart averaging at least 15 points and 8 assists. See, unlike the Heat, the Celtics have no room for error. They have to play practically perfect, all right? Their bench has to come through. Uh, we know what the bench has, you know, how Derek White lit it up in the last two games. This is a different story. They have, have got to match some offensive weapons here. Uh, we know what Pritchard can, it's instant offense off the bench. And, of course, we got when Robert Williams starts, he gets, he gets, he gets his buckets as well. Also, an important key stat, the Celtics have to win the assist battle. They have to win the assist battle. If they win the assist battle, they're going to win. They got a, the higher percentage of them who are winning. They, they're going to have a higher percentage of winning the game. And also, keep the turnovers low because they that's what happened. Miami Heat kept themselves in this series because they forced, they had games where they forced a lot of turnovers and created a lot of steals. So, again, their their strength right now for the, for the Celtics, and let's go look at some head-to-head statistics here, is has to be Rebounds, which they actually out-rebound right now, the, the Golden State Warriors. If you look at the head-to-head matchups, and rebounds are averaging about 46.1 per game. They're tied for fourth in the NBA, and the Golden State Warriors are right there with um, 45.5. That's that's what we got right now with, with, that, with that scenario there. And like I said, offensive rebounds, they're averaging 10.5 rebounds per game as opposed to Golden State's 9.8, which you know that's not Golden State's game, right? The turnovers, they're averaging 13.6, all right, which is uh, 13th in the NBA, and Golden State is 14.9, which Golden State, you know, hey, that's a cattle, that, you know, that's a Achilles heel for Golden State to turn the ball over a lot. We know that. We know we know Steph makes a lot of careless turnovers along with the, you know, the point guards because they play too fast. 
So if they win that battle, the turnover battle, keeping it low and forcing more turnovers, trust me, it's going to be it's going to be something that's going to benefit them in the long run. All right. Those are the key stats that they definitely need to um, need to go ahead and stay focused so that they need to win on a nightly basis to have a chance against Golden State. Because, look, they're not they're not in any way I'm adjusting my screen. Here, they're not in any way. I'm not saying they can't beat Golden State and I'm going to give them a prediction, but those are key stats, man, because Golden State's going to win the three point battle. All right, Golden State's going to win the three-point battle. So they just need to keep up there. They're going to attempt a lot of threes. Field goal-wise, it's pretty much even. Golden State has a few percentage points over. They average about 46.9% from the field. Golden State did. And uh, Boston averaged about 46.6. They're right there and then. Uh, we know that Golden State is going to try to outscore them. They're going to uh, you know, try to outrun them. So that's why they got to slow the game down. They got to slow the game down. Boston slow the game. They had to grind. It has to be a half-court grind out uh, in the paint, make it ugly, out-tough the Golden State Warriors, make them uncomfortable in order for them to have a chance. It's, it is what it is. I mean, those are the keys to victories for the Celtics right now to be successful in this series. Now, let me give you the keys to victory to the Warriors, all right? Keys to victory to the Warriors right now, and we all know, stay, stay true to your game. Run and gun the Celtics out of the building. That's what we're looking at. Run and gun the Celtics out of the building. Because, look, at the end of the day, that's, that's what they do. They run the ball like crazy. They shoot a lot of threes. Okay? And they just go ahead and they create turnovers. So that's what you got to do. At the end of the day, you have, they, have to run, they have to run and gun the, the Celtics out of the building. Uh, next, high volume, fast breaks, shooting a high volume threes. All right? True to their game. Again, shooting a high volume of threes force the Celtics into a three-point, into a three-point high-volume shooting contest, pretty much, all right? They're going to try to jump on them early, make them, make gold, makes the Celtics have to play the speed of Golden State, which requires them to bring the ball up quick and shoot a lot of threes, which, you know, the Celtics are capable of making threes. As I pointed earlier, they're not that far away in regards to uh, percentage-wise, all right? Uh, three-point percentage. But Golden State has a way of really making you play out of your game. I mean, 35%, percent 35.6% the Celtics averaged last year. Golden State averaged 36.4. So they, we know we know they could do it. But, again, they, they they chuck up a lot of threes, man. Golden State was actually number third in the league, 14.3 points per uh, attempts per game. And, I mean, mates per game, I apologize. And then um, the Celtics have a nice, nice percentage. They, they, they made 13.2 per game, three points per game. But they know we can, but it's not the game that you want to fall into with the Golden State Warriors, all right? Also, finals Clay needs to show up. Clay has been hasn't played like in almost two years, and he resurged himself a little bit in a couple of games against Dallas. But now finals Clay is a different Clay. It's a different animal. And uh Clay Thompson is in the building. All right. Clay Thompson's in the building and he smells it. He smells a game six. You know what I mean? Finals Clay needs to show up. And at the end of the day, big, big factor who has been a big factor in this playoff run who's been a huge X factor is, is Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins needs to maintain his high level two way, his high two way level playing right now. He's playing great defense. He, he, he guarded Luka Doncic most of the playoff, most of his previous final, previous uh, matchup in the uh, Western Conference final. And he also had a great offensive mat, offensive games. I mean, he had hit some threes. He also, uh, I think he was averaging like 15 or 16, almost 16 points per game. And he's going to be the guy that's going to switch off a lot on, probably starting on Tatum and then eventually switching on Brown. So he's a huge factor, all right? Steph Curry needs to have his first NBA Finals MVP. 
It is what it is. Steph shows up, passes NBA Finals MVP Bowman, first one ever of his career. That's going to be a wrap for uh, the Celtics. Uh, Warriors need to compete on the boards with the Celtics. That's the Celtics' big, big, big force right there. And they got to force turnovers, man. They got to force a lot of turnovers and, of course, win the assist battle. Uh, they have to they have to win the assist game uh, against the Celtics, but also force turnovers. Miami, that's how Miami, by forcing turnovers and steals, were able to stay and make it a seven-game series. You know, one of the most important factors Golden State needs to have is just like, of course, just like um, the Celtics, but is the surrounding cast for the for the Golden State Warriors: Jordan Poole, Juan Clooney. Draymond Green have to play at a high level, both offensively and defensively. So, and I know Kerry Payton's saying I think he's going to come back, so that's a great addition with Kaminga and Moody. They're deep in the bench. Golden State has a very deep bench, and um, those are they, they need they're going to need it to play against a very tough, all right, nothing to lose, hungry Boston. Celtics, all right, young bucks, man, young bucks. OG against the, like the OGs in the Golden State Warriors against the new, the new Jacks, bro, New Jack City, all right, and um, and what you would call it in the um, in Boston. Um, one of the stats I like to look at. Let's 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 compare here, all right. Um, points per game, they're very even. 111 points for the Celtics per game, as to 111.8 by the Celtics. I'm, I'm sorry, actually, the Celtics. 111.8 points per game, which is higher than Golden State at 111. The edge and rebound, again, like I mentioned, is goes to the Celtics. Uh, right now, Robert Williams is their leading rebounder on 9.6, and also their leading shot blocker at 2.2 per game. He needs to, if he could average a double-double, this is going to be an interesting series. Robert Williams does. If he's healthy and he could average a double-double, which we know he's capable of, it's going to be pretty, pretty crazy. Again, 27 assists per game for Golden State. They need to average that every night and, I, and I'll play and lead the game in assists because that's going to be the bread and butter. Steals. Lead the game in steals, man. They got to have more steals and make sure they force those turnovers. Um, again, the, the field goal, it's going to be it's gonna be what it's going to be. And then, of course, the three ball. We all know that Golden State lives and dies by that three. The greatest, one of the most transcendent players in the history of the NBA, the man who changed the game, Steph Curry, with a three-point shot, is going to make sure that happens. But, again, Draymond Green, he averaged seven rebounds per game for the season. And seven assists, he's going to have to play big. He's going to have to give you near triple-double stats every night in order for Golden State to be successful. And I know I'm saying this because Golden State has a lot of weapons, right? But Draymond is the engine. Draymond is the fuel. Draymond is the guy that fuels that engine that takes him all the way to the top and makes that team flow and, and everything flows through him. If everything, if Jamar Brown is rebounding, pushing the ball up and dishing, even if he only gets like nine points a game but he gets close to a triple-double, this team wins most of the time. But one of the biggest factors here, and their bench has to come huge. I know Derek White had some great minutes, Pritchard, but then after that, they're pretty much it. All right, Grant, I forgot about Grant Williams, who also played a lot of minutes and is actually is their, was their leading scorer in the regular season of the bench at 10.1 points per game. Those three guys have to match the bench intensity of Golden State, all right, of Jordan Poole, because Jordan Poole is... I mean, Jordan Poole should have, you know, he that, that he had one of the best seasons. Of the, he should have been most improved player. John Moran should have been in the MVP talks, not even in that there, but he, he was your most improved player. That, that dude was nasty. He should have been. He was in the conversation of everything. Jordan Poole is a huge factor coming off the bench, so 
he provides about 16 per game. All right. And that's huge. That's huge coming off the bench in one player. And Golden State has other weapons. You know, Kaminga can score, Moody can score. And if Gary Payton's with defense, they could actually do that. I'm not saying these guys are going to, you know, these other guys score like 20 points a game, but they get buckets. They get buckets. And in the situations, man, they get a lot of buckets. It's important because Jordan Poole is their biggest contributor off the bench and one who kind of like when Steph sits down, he picks up where Steph left off, uh, especially in the offensive part of the game. All right. He shoots a three off the dribble almost as good as Steph. I mean, he averaged 18.4 points per game coming off the bench. That's a lot, man. So that's where the Celtics bench needs to match that intensity because with Poole alone, off the bench at 18 points per game, that's heavy. And then when you add, come on, Looney's, even though his his contribution is not so much on the offensive side, but he had some great offensive games against Dallas. It'll be a little different here. They have more size than Dallas. They're bigger up front. Looney's going to struggle more. That's where, you know, uh, Otto Porter comes in. And they're as deep as, I mean, you could have Belgica coming off the bench and give you some, some offensive paralysis here and also some support. The bench is going to be key here. Whoever's bench outperforms the other is going to win this game. I think Golden State has a deeper bench. I think they do. But all these stats we just spoke about, all these numbers, all these comparisons, you could toss all that shit out the window. Because at the end of the day, just like traditionally has shown in the NBA Finals, the team that takes it is the teams that their top superstar shows up. Traditionally speaking, Kevin Durant showed up. 1-2 for Golden State. Even Steph Curry, the first championship, showed up. Giannis, last year, beasted that team and Wilt being down 0-2 over the Suns last year. He outplayed everybody in that team. Right, he outplayed their superstar in Booker. LeBron James, the one year that they won. LeBron even outplayed everybody even when they lost. The GOAT Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Kobe Bryant right here. The man stepped up. The biggest superstar, whoever's team superstar shows up and plays on an elite level is a team that wins. Forget about stats. Because at the end of the day, man, in a short series, magic strikes and magic wins. So, yeah, man, there we go. I needed to come back and give you my preview. Uh, the NBA final starts tomorrow. I'm going to go ahead and uh, drop this tonight, edit this episode. Let's get it. Thank you very much for listening. I'm your boy E-Man from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast signing out. Peace. Oh,